You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 52. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, guess what? That's you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And today's episode is nine stress-reducing truths about money. But before we get to the topic, I want to talk a little bit about the theme of my week. And the theme of my week has been estate planning. I am not an estate planning attorney. However, when I work with my clients, I ensure that they have the proper estate planning documents. And if they don't, I push them to go get them And if they haven't been reviewed in a long time, we review them and make sure that their will is actually in place and is doing what they want it to do. And when I say it's been my theme, it's because I feel like I've been talking to friends and clients and prospects about estate planning all week long. Some of them haven't had their estate plans reviewed in years. Some don't have an estate plan. Some people I've put on notice. I've gone with clients to go see their estate planning attorney to help them figure out exactly what they need, a will, a will and a trust, and all the other documents such as durable power of attorneys and living wills that need to be in place. My question to you, friend, is do you have a will? Do you have estate planning documents? Do you have a living will? Do you have any of this stuff? And if your answer is no, don't be alarmed. You're in the same boat as most people are. But I bet because you're listening to some money show that chances are that more people on this show probably have estate planning documents than the regular Joe walking down the street. But I still bet you many of you don't. And my question to you is why? And don't tell me that you don't have time because I think that's baloney. My guess is either you've been thinking about it every once in a while and then it just always seems to go to the bottom of your to-do list because let's face it you pay a thousand two thousand or sometimes much more for these documents and it's not like you get anything for them it's like replacing the roof on your house you don't even see what's going on it's just a bunch of papers but these could be the most important papers in your life i think In the next week or two, I'll do a whole episode on estate planning and why it is important. But if you're listening to this show, I think you're a family steward, that you think that your family is the most important thing. Even if you don't have kids or even if the kids are out of the house, estate planning documents are still necessary. If you're a family steward, if you can say yes to that, I want you to put your estate planning documents to get them done or get them reviewed 
and put that at the top of your list. Let's get to the topic of the day. Nine stress-reducing truths about money. I read an article by Joshua Becker, and he has a blog, Becoming Minimalist, and I think you can find him at becomingminimalist.com if you want to go check out some of his stuff. But I read an article talking about stress-reducing truths about money. And it's interesting because I've had this stat in the back of my head for the last year or so. I did a speech about stress and money to a group, gosh, I think it was early 2015. And in that speech that I gave, I did some research and I discovered that money is the number one stress in 71% of Americans. Let me say that again. 71% of Americans identify money as a significant cause of stress in their lives. The most significant cause of stress in their lives. And of course, America is not alone in this at all. So why are people so stressed out about money? Well, I think there's there's two ends of the spectrum, and I've been on both ends of the spectrum, and I was uh, meeting with some friends last night and got a great story from one of them, too, who he was on one end of the spectrum, and now he's on the other end of the spectrum, and that is a lot of people stress out about money because they don't have any. So many people are living paycheck to paycheck, and that can be very stressful because when you're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't have any kind of savings account or emergency fund and something out of the ordinary happens, such as a repair that needs to be done on your house or your car or your kid needs to go to a a sport and that costs hundreds of dollars and you weren't anticipating it, and really those kinds of things come up all the time. So these households that are living paycheck to paycheck, stressed out. I know because I've been there. Then we got this whole credit card issue where Americans are trillions of dollars in credit card debt and that debt continues to grow. So no doubt that is a major source of stress. But money-related stress is not just about a shortage of dollars. It's much more than that. And we're going to get into these nine in a second, but when you take a look at the other end of the spectrum, when you start having more money at the end of the month, now there's stresses about how do I invest the money? What kind of investment vehicle do I use? Now my money's starting to grow. Now I'm starting to look at the stock market and my investments are going down. What if I die and my kids get all this money? How are they going to act? Are they going to spend it all? Is it going to be bad for them? A lot of stresses are on the other end of the spectrum. So this episode is for all of us. If you're broke as a joke, or if you have millions of dollars saved right now, there's something for all of us in this episode. And if you struggle with financial related stress, and chances are you do, begin thinking different about money. And you can think different about money by adopting some of these stress-reducing thoughts. Because when we can look at money and bring it all into context, instead of the day-to-day stresses, we may be able to take a fresh new look at what money really is, what it represents, and what it does. So here's the first tip. 
or the first truth, I should say, stress-reducing truth that Joshua points out in his article. You need less than you think. You see, most of the things we think we can't, that we can't live without are considered luxuries to most of the world or even our grandparents. I mean, think about some of these things, cell phones, microwaves, cars, a hundred pair of shoes in your closet, larger closets. These are just a few different ones. The commercialization of our society has worked hard to stir discontent in our hearts. Commercialization has won. It has caused great stress in our lives because we think we need all of this stuff and we really don't. For some reason, we choose to get into debt or we choose to live paycheck to paycheck and sacrifice our future, our financial future, our financial independent future, so we can have some stuff right now. I'm not saying that I am free from this either because I'm far from it. My wife and I bought a piece of land in a subdivision three or so years ago, and we're going to eventually build a house on that lot. But sometimes I, I sit back and I think to myself, why do I need to build a brand new, bigger house when I'm perfectly content where I am right now? Why do I need to do this? Is it because I'm programmed to think that I keep needing something bigger and better? Or is it going to be the best thing for my family? Those are the things that I struggle with. Number two, stress-reducing truth about money is money won't make you happy. I did an episode, gosh, I think it was in the 20s. I haven't even looked back, but it was titled something like three reasons money will make you happy and five reasons that it won't. Well, Joshua was pointing out that it straight won't make you happy. And I agree that money by itself will not bring you happiness. It may relieve some short-term stress if you're in a whole bunch of credit card debt or are living paycheck to paycheck, but honestly, most people, when they get more money, they just boost up their lifestyle. They aren't paying off credit card debt. They're still living paycheck to paycheck. And the real truth is some of the wealthiest people in the world are some of the most unhappiest. And some of the happiest people in the world have very little wealth when it comes to money. And we need so much less than we think that we need. The sooner we stop assuming more money will make us happy tomorrow, the sooner we can start finding some source of happiness today. Money won't necessarily make us happy. It for sure won't in and of itself. Number three, money is not the greatest goal of your work. Study after study after study shows that long-term satisfaction of your job and compensation are not related. You could hate your job and get a $30,000 raise tomorrow, and that isn't automatically going to make you this happy worker in a job that you want to continue to go to day after day, week after week, year after year. It is not a long-term motivator. I certainly know this firsthand because I was making a bunch of money at one point, and not that I hated my job because I didn't. I just was on this big push to find my passion. But in this job, I was making more and more money each year, and that wasn't necessarily making me happier on the job. 
So boiling it down, I'm saying your larger paycheck will not improve your satisfaction at work. There is a ton of work-related stress that can be removed by simply deciding to be content with your pay. And that's assuming your pay is fair. So don't work for the paycheck alone. Work for the sake of contribution and benefit to others. This approach is idealistic, but it is also fulfilling and stress-reducing. Okay, number four, stress-reducing. Okay, number four, stress-reducing tip. Wealth has its own troubles. There are troubles associated with poverty. Few of us would debate that fact. But there are also troubles associated with having a lot of money. As I pointed out earlier, unfortunately, we give little thought to them. As a result, we think the presence of money is always good, always a blessing, and so we desire it. But money brings troubles of its own. It can cloud moral judgment. It can distort empathy. It promotes pride sometimes and arrogance. It can be an addiction, always wanting more money. So if you're thinking money is going to solve your problems, you are mistaken. And once we change our thinking on this, we can stop searching for answers in the wrong places and start searching for the core of whatever is troubling us so we can find happiness. Number five, stress-reducing tip. The desire for riches robs us of life. What does Joshua mean by this? So he says here, we have heard the love of money is the root of all evil, but oftentimes the mere desire for more of it robs us of life as well. The desire for money consumes our time, wastes our energy, compromises our values, and limits our potential. It is wise to remove its desires from our affections. This would reduce our stress, but even better, it would allow true life-giving pursuits to emerge. He's getting pretty deep here on robbing the riches of life, but I will have to agree that if we spend all of our time thinking about money, trying to earn more money, that we're really not going to figure out what our real passions are, our real cornerstones in life. What is really important to us? All right, let's move on to number six, life-reducing stress tip. And that is boundaries are life-giving. So what Joshua is getting at here is we live with very little boundaries in our lives. Social boundaries, financial boundaries, moral boundaries, any boundaries. We don't really have the boundaries that maybe our ancestors once had. We're living in a completely different world. But when there there aren't any boundaries at all, there's not a lot of framework for our life. And one big example is having a personal spending plan. That is a boundary. And it is one of the most helpful tools you would ever discover if you struggle with not saving enough for retirement, if you're stressing about retirement or stressing about not saving enough for your kid's college or stressing about having too much debt, a personal spending plan can be an unbelievable stress reliever. If you believe in it and if you follow it, it can be awesome for you. But honestly, most people who 
are struggling with debt or not saving enough for the future, they make fun of a spending plan. They think spending plans don't work when really they can work awesome in your life. And that's an unbelievable boundary that you can set for yourself. And it can really start to relieve a lot of stress in your life. All right, let's move on to number seven. Number seven is there is joy in giving money away. I speak about this often. Generosity has wonderful benefits. Generous people are happier, healthier, more admired, more satisfied with life, and have deeper relationships with others. Those are facts. Givers' lives are filled with less stress. It's so important to change our thinking on this topic. One of the most stress-reducing things you can ever do with your money is give some of it away. And generosity is completely achievable today regardless of our current situation because it's not always the amount of the gift. There could be somebody struggling living paycheck to paycheck and giving a few dollars every week to their favorite cause or church, and they are giving exceptionally. This is one of the most difficult things to wrap our heads around, this whole notion of giving, but it really can be one of the most stress-reducing things you will ever do. Okay, number eight, the security found in money is fleeting at best. So too many of us, including me, most of the time, believe security can be found in money or possessions. And as a result, many of us pursue and collect large stockpiles of possessions in the name of happiness. If I go buy this, I'm going to be happy. In short term, it does make us happy. It's the long term that it really doesn't. We work such long hours to purchase stuff. We build bigger houses, already brought that up, to store all our stuff in, and we spend large amounts of energy trying to maintain all the stuff we bought. And maintaining all of this stuff and accumulating all of this stuff becomes the focus of our lives. Meanwhile, we forget that we're really not happy or free or passionate about this stuff. We exchange these really basic elements of life simply for possessions. And here's another fact. Our search for security in life and joy is essential to being human, period. We need to just start looking for it in the right places. All right. The last stress-reducing tip is this. Money at its core is only a tool. So at the center of money is nothing more than a tool to trade. It saves us from having to make our own clothes, which is very good for me because if I had to make my own clothes, I probably would never leave my house. It saves us from making tools and furniture and TVs and whatever else. Because I have some money, I spend my days doing what I love so I can exchange some money that I make for some of these things that I don't have to make. That's it. That's the purpose of money. And if we have enough to meet our needs, we shouldn't live in stress trying to desperately acquire more. If you are doing everything that you should be doing as a family steward, 
And some of these things include having an emergency fund, being out of debt, saving at least 15% for your retirement, saving for your kid's college, paying off your house aggressively, striving to become financially independent so you can spend your time building your cornerstones and being a family steward, not only inside of the family, but being that example outside, showing your family that you are pursuing things that matter, that you are giving your time and your resources to great causes. If you are financially independent right now, why are you stressing out to acquire more? This great earth that we live on, we're not going to be around for very much longer. And I don't care how old you are. Life goes by very, very fast. So once you reach that point of financial independence, sit down and ask yourself if you're doing everything you want to be doing. And if you're still working at your job and you're enjoying it, go for it. But if your job is stressing you out, if it's having an effect on your body, If it makes you nervous or tired and you don't really need to be there anymore, stop. Because the more money you're accumulating is not going to make a difference in your life. Talking about all this money probably got you stressed out. Oh, that wasn't my intention. I'm trying to reduce stress in your life. Do you stress out about money? Be honest. I know I do. Be honest. And if you do, start using, I don't care, one, two, all nine of these stress-reducing tips because stress, my friends, have terrible effects on our body. It results in irritability. Stress results in fatigue and nervousness and causes us to fight with our family and our significant other and our kids and all of it. And unfortunately, money consistently ranks as one of the greatest causes of stress. But it doesn't need to. It really doesn't need to. But it starts with us and it starts with how we view money and how we were raised to view money. And if we're willing and able to change our way of thinking, that's what it has to do with. That's what it's all about. Changing how we think about money. Use some of these tips and lower your stress and live longer and live free. Friends, if you have any questions for me about this topic or any topic, please email me, Scott at bestandwealth.com. If you want to listen to more episodes, please go to bestandwealth.com and you'll find all of the other episodes, all the other 51 episodes. Find some topics that you're interested in and listen and become the family steward that I know you are. And until next time, my friends, I hope everybody has a great week. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.
The Best in Wealth podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.